This is a legacy episode of the Lesbian Historic Motif podcast, originally released as part of the Lesbian Talk Show podcast group. Some references may be obsolete. The show looks at lesbian-relevant themes in history and literature, has interviews and discussions about current historical fiction with queer female characters, including fantastic versions of the past, and presents new original historical fiction for your enjoyment. Last week, we had K.J. Charles on the show to talk about her own writing. This week, she's back to share some historically-based works with queer women that she's particularly enjoyed. So, let's talk books. Excellent. Well, the one I've been recommending a lot, because I think it's delightful, is Spring Flowering by Farrah Mendelssohn, which is um, a book set in Birmingham in the early 1800s. And it's got the daughter of a vicar who, uh, as we were discussing last week, who finds herself without an occupation, without anything, without a life left for her when her father dies and her, uh, somebody else takes over the um, vicar's post. So she has to go and live with cousins. And her discovery of an entirely new world, a city rather than a village, and meeting an entirely new group of people is also paralleled with her discovery of her own sexuality and herself. It's a marvellous book. Um, I would call it more of a building's romance, like yeah. you know, the life story than a romance per se but there there are two romances in it and I found the ending very positive but also from a historical point of view the historical detail is just pinpoint it's so vivid oh yes so I really enjoyed that one one of the things I really enjoyed about it was the the picture she gives of women's sexuality and the normalization of certain types of relationships so there isn't this like oh dear, what am I feeling? I am the only one. It's like, no, the same-sex sexuality is normalized within its context without being uh, anachronistic. Mm, yes, yes, exactly. And I think it's, it gives just, you can touch it. You can touch the reality of that book, can't you? Yeah. So I thought, yeah, uh, so I think it's a really smashing read. Slightly oddly paced if you're a romance reader. Yes, yes. In classic <laughs> romance, but if you go into it more as a what Anne did, what Anne did next, yes. that, it, it makes a marvellous story and it still has a happy ending. Yeah. So can't complain about that. <laughs> um, then I also liked a book called Passing Strange. Have you read that? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, you're, so far, you're hitting all authors that I have had on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ellen is, is local to me. Yes, no, I enjoyed that one very much. I thought that was mostly set in 1904 San Francisco and... Um, it had a great I didn't really feel the fantasy element integrated terribly well with the rest of the story but the historical element and the characterization was marvelous and it was really nice to see an early San Francisco I get slightly depressed at how many authors and particularly American authors just assume that all historical romance has to be set in England <laughs> um, I don't really understand why why this is done and I would you know I'm fully in support of American authors writing American settings <laughs> yeah and and since I had sort of jumped in while you were introducing the book this is Passing Strange by Ellen Clages yes yes indeed yeah so um that that I think is up for a variety of awards it's a novella and it's yes very bubble indeed Yes, it's actually been collecting uh, a bunch of awards. <laughs> yes, so it has, so it has. The obvious, the big book that uh, 
well, the small book, but the book that nevertheless people have been talking about is, of course, Courtney Land's Mrs. Martin's Incomparable Adventure, which, just for the fact that she's got these two heroines in their 60s and 70s, is, I think, so radical. And I love it, and we need a great deal more of it. I just haven't seen a 70-year-old heroine in any romance of any kind before, and I can't, I can't applaud it enough. It's absolutely um, a marvellous thing to do. It's, you know, it's not the, her most historically accurate book, and it's mostly a shout of rage, but, you know, we all feel like a massive shout of rage at the moment, don't yeah. we? So um, it, I found it intensely cathartic to read, as well as having these older women and my favourite thing about getting older, you know, and I've, I've turned 45 and all of that, and, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, no, 40, it's terrible. And, and no, no, it's brilliant, because the older I get, the less I care. And <laughs> the more I am prepared to just go, you know what, you're wrong, and that's stupid. <laughs> so, um, and you really get the impression that uh, the 70-year-old heroine is prepared to say that to the entire world, and it's just such a... It's, it's very much a wish fulfillment, that one. Definitely the wish fulfillment of burn it all down, as it were. <laughs> burn it all down. Oh, God. Well, look, they say that romance is women's wish fulfillment. So, yes. you know, let's, let's do it. Let's have it in spades with both hands. <laughs> and I'm also very much looking forward. I haven't yet read um, Olivia Waite's new Ladies Guide to Celestial Mechanics, uh, but I have got an ARC copy. So I will be reporting back on that, um, but it looks incredibly exciting, and I'm also very, very happy that a major big six publisher is actually now investing in uh, full-length FF romance. Uh-huh. It's a big deal as well. It's a real you know, step forward, I think, so uh, here's hoping it works. Yeah. So uh, I'm afraid that's all I've got for you in historical terms. Am I allowed to recommend yours? Your readers already, your listeners already know about you. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually actually warn people in advance that I prefer that they not mention my books because then it looks like you're doing it just to suck up. Yeah, no, but well, but I, you I were always allowed to accidentally because you didn't know that mention that you love my books. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I were allowed to mention your books, um, then I would say that obviously they're fantastic. And they're my go-to recommendation when people want historical FF, because even though Alpenia doesn't exist, it ought to. <laughs> so, uh, and the stories are just well-paced and involving, and I enjoy them inordinately. So uh, if, if, if you are able to put that in, then I suggest you do, because I really love them. Well, thank you very much. So I will be putting links to all of the books you mentioned in the show notes. And thank you so much for sharing some of your favorite books with us. My pleasure. Thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Lesbian Historic Motif podcast. See the show notes for links to people and topics. Most shows will have a transcript linked as well. If you have a book announcement, a topic suggestion, or might like to appear on the show, please drop me an email. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it and subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and consider supporting our Patreon.